Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we are broadcasting live on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you, WBLQ, 1230 AM, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and New York. We want to welcome all of you to the show. This is a special broadcast. You know, I think we're moving into about our 20th hour now. Yesterday, we put in a bunch of hours today as well, broadcasting live from the floor of One the Event, One the Gathering, and One Becoming One. This is the vision come to life of this Seattle firefighter, Eric Lawyer. His entire life savings has gone towards this event. And, you know, my guest today is going to help him out with this, too. But this is a man that said... I am on a mission, just like many, many other people on the events of 9-11 in 2001 went to the place of fear, went to the place of anger, went to the place of resentment. And he's sharing his journey through what he is producing this weekend on how all of us have the opportunity to make the shift to love, to let go of fear, even if you can't jump to love, Take a look at the fear in your life and ask yourself, is that serving you? And if it is, is it serving you in a way that helps you move forward? Today, you're going to get to meet two people that specialize, that help all of us understand what it means to dare to be loved. Joining me here today is my very, very special guest, Christine Arilo, as well as Noah Martin. This is the happy couple. We're going to find out why in a minute. Uh, because I need, a, I need to get a little of that happiness relationship juice flowing on me. Uh, we are taking on Dare to be Love, how you stay open to love, even when it's scary, hard, or uncomfortable. They're joining me here today. Let's just call them the tag team of love. Uh, uh, met in Chicago, married in San Francisco. Been together 10 years. They've been hanging out, building their lives, their business, their partnership together. They... We're going to have a blast with this show, folks. Uh, they've been on ABC television as well as across stages in the country. But most importantly, I got to I got to chat with Christine not too long ago. I got to chat with her about her book. And let me just tell you, this was an eye-opening for me, choosing me before we. And let me tell you why this was an eye-opening for me, because I'm on a healing journey. And having a conversation with her, reading her book, and understanding the importance of choosing me, I'll tell you, I'm not there yet, but I'm working my butt off trying to get there. They're both joining me here today. I cannot wait. Let me introduce you to these incredible folks. They are as well one of the new hosts to be joining Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you both. Welcome to the show, both of you. Mm, glad to be here. You called. You said, let's talk about love, and we were like, we're there. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about love. That's awesome. We really are so excited to be on here with you. Dr. Okay, let's talk about love because, okay. you know, yeah, dare to be loved. Now, look, I'm going to share a little information with you, too, because I'm going to be your experiment. <laughs> All right. Shoot it to us. All right. You know, uh, so in 2008, my world started to come falling down. You know, life-threatening disease, and, and Christine, you and I talked about this briefly on the show. You know, a, a life-threatening disease, 
had to use my life savings on alternative treatments to save save my life, and my 14-year relationship ended. And so it was kind of like, you know, the three strikes of life somebody labeled it for me. And so let's move on from there. But let's talk about this idea of daring to be loved. Because I, I don't, I think all of us have come from this place at some point in time in our lives when our hearts have been broken. And the question then becomes, what do we have to do to get back to that place where we're willing to be courageous and move forward? Yeah. Uh, Christine, do you want to start? I do, and the word courageous is the perfect word, Pat, because the word courageous, actually the root of courageous comes from the French meaning of heart. And I won't try to say it in France because French because my my my, uh, my my French isn't so good. But what's important about courage and knowing about courage is that courage does come from your heart. And to be open and to stay vulnerable and to ask for the love and connection and intimacy that you want when you're in a romantic partnership, especially, is scary. It's scary for any of us that have been hurt before. And here's the thing: we all been hurt, whether it was from a romantic relationship or a parent or a sibling or the bully, doesn't matter. And so we've learned to protect our hearts, to build these huge walls around us, which is so sad because the thing that each one of us wants more than anything, and I don't care who you are, how rich you are, how pretty you are, how anything you are, every single person on this planet wants love. And the thing that I think is really important is you don't have to take it all at once. This is one of the things I really learned recently from Christine is that when we have been in a disagreement or an argument and we don't really want to talk to each other yet, we start by just touching pinkies and saying, okay, let's just start with a little bit of connection. We'll build up from here. You don't have to be, you don't have to be hard open fully right out of a disagreement or a challenge. Just give a little bit. You can build on it. You know, Heather and I just did that. Pinky touch. Yeah. Heather, and you met Heather. She is pushing all the right buttons, by the way. Uh, and, and we we had a moment yesterday. I, I was almost picking up the phone going to call you two. <laughs> because, you know, here we are. We showed up. And I want to tell you what showed up for me. And I made this announcement today. I showed up afraid. Now, I, I haven't been afraid about anything uh, around this event. But there was a moment where we walked in here. We pulled out all of our technology. You should see us, actually, right now. And there was a place that I went to, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to kind of get into that, but it was a place of fear. And, you know, I want to ask you, you know, from your experience, the work that you both do, you know, what is it that fear does to us, especially when it comes to love? Because I'm telling you, Heather and I are feeling the love now, but yesterday... She walked out of the room. So, you know, I just, we're just saying here. Uh, it, 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 it separates us, mm-hmm. Dr. Pat. I mean, you can actually feel it in your body that, to help you know whether you're in fear or love. When you're in fear, you contract. When you're in love, you expand. When you're in fear, you disconnect. When you're in love, you connect. So in that moment in relationship, like you're talking about, you know, with with Heather, is that there was something that happened that created a fear in you, mm-hmm. that or fear came in, fear came into you, because fear is not our native state. Fear comes in, it creates this disconnection, this perception inside of ourselves that we're all alone, it's all on us, whatever, you know, big lie goes on in our head that it fills us with. Mm-hmm. And then instead of reaching out for support and love and maybe being a little bit vulnerable or even being able to say, I'm a little freaked out right now, 
now. We disconnect ourselves, and that's how fear wins. But if you stop, and in the moment you're able to find a place of connection, which is why we do the pinky touch, because, you know, that just at least gets the connection going, then you're able to start to open up and build the trust, which is what you need to really be in love and to ask for love. You know, I want to ask you both a question because, I mean, I'm so inspired speaking with both of you. Where did you get this from? I mean, I mean, where did you get this training? I mean, was it the hard knocks of breaking your heart a bunch of times? I mean, how did you two come to say yes to this very, very powerful platform for transformation? Mm. Mm. Do you want to take that, Noah? Yeah, I'll start first. Um, you know, a lot of it was the, the experience of falling down a bunch of times for me. I was an amazing person to have a relationship with for six months. You, I would do six months great, and it would never go seven. And I, and I was like, what am I doing wrong? So, so part of it is just having an experience of having my heart broken again and again and again and saying, there's something I need to shift and making the commitment to make the shift. Hmm. And then, you know, for me, I was the opposite. I was the one in the 14-year relationship who wouldn't leave. Like, I'm not leaving. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to oh, make my. this work. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it work. Hallelujah, sister. You know, you know what? what? But they do when you're like that's what love is supposed to look like. But exactly. that wasn't what was true. It was I was afraid. I was darn afraid mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah, I was too. I agree. And and so when Noah and I came together when we met ten years ago in, in Chicago, it was very early on in kind of our awakening uh, journey. But we what was true, and this is this is why the title of my book is Choosing Me Before We, is that we are both committed to being our truest selves and our wholest selves meaning that we weren't going to stick each other into the big holes that we had where fear liked to run around in. And we said, we're going to learn how to be whole and healthy and ourselves, and we know if we can do that, then we can from that create a relationship that's going to be fabulous. So we always put the me before the we. You know, being in love and love, at least in my experience, I can only speak for myself, I mean, we are getting a a huge dose of it here at this event. I mean, last night in the panel that I facilitated, I actually haven't been able to find words to describe it. I just tell people, Mm -hmm. wait for the uh, video to come up and watch it, because I don't know how to describe it. But yet, I have to be honest, in terms of personal relationships, I'm trying Match.com, Christine, but i got to tell you, there's something just not working with that. Help me here. Well, you know what? Match.com isn't for everyone. Okay, so I'm just going to put that out there right now. There's this, you know, somehow this equation, like if, you know, you just keep looking and you just keep, you know, you look it and there's this numbers thing that, you know, here's the thing about, about love uh-huh. is that love love is easy. It's easy to fall in love with people. Mm. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a short break here. May this be a time that we all come in knowing, recognizing, and embracing who we truly are as spiritual beings, that we have the essence and the embodiment of God, Source, Allah, Spirit. And embracing this knowing, we may then move from a state of fear and powerlessness to a state of being that is immersed in love and is the most divine love that there is. It's a state of oneness. It is a way of living life from a place of power that is fueled by love and not by fear or feeling separate from all others. I share with you this love that it may be the true expression of who you are. 
This is Oriella from The Oriella Show at www.theoriellashow.com. A-U-R-I-E-L-L-A. Welcome back, everyone. Christy, you just nailed this for us. Yeah, we had a little, a little bleep, but guess what? I didn't go to fear on that. Why? Because Heather knows how to dial those numbers back. Christine, you were saying this happens all the time. This happens all the time. This summer I ran something called the Fear Cleanse, and every time we would start some new technology thing, fear would come in, it would screw up our website, it would screw up our telecall, and we just said, uh-uh, fear, ain't getting on this train. Mm-mm, this is love train. And it's so interesting how these things happen in our lives, and we have this choice. We're in the moment. It's like you have a broadcasting station in your head. So I love it that we're on the radio right now. <laughs> broadcasting station in your head that's love. Or fear. And I always say love is 108.00 FM because 108 is the most significant, wonderful, magical number in the universe. And fear is 88.9. What's the, and I hope we're not on 88.9. I have to probably pick a different number for that. No, we're, we're okay. Point seven. We're, we're okay. <laughs> but so, like, just think about that. Like, in that moment, we have that choice to go to fear where we feel like we're all alone, and this happens all the time in relationship, or we have the opportunity to lean in. And we lean into our relationships with ourselves and with, you know, the universe to really trust. And I think that's where the biggest piece of where fear comes in in our relationships is we don't trust. Wow. You know, what keeps us from, as we would say in the Texas Hold'em vernacular, what prevents us from getting, like, all in, Noah? Ooh, all in is a scary thing to do. I think what happens uh, for most of us is is that there's this moment of I need to make a choice of this is the person I'm going to spend a significant amount of time and energy on, and you just take a moment and you just look at it and you go, oh, my God, can I really do this? And God is the right person to ask because you can. That is what this is all about love. You can you just take a breath and feel that love because what happens is that fear is a primal thing. It is the thing is is that tigers and come and attack you. You should have fear. You should run for your life. When you're sitting across from someone, you're thinking about asking them out. You're really not likely to be eaten. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, and I wanted to ask you you both about this, because, you know, we're talking about daring to be loved. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't say dare to love. We're saying daring to be loved, staying open Mm -hmm. to love. Mm -hmm. And yet, for, for, for most people, that idea of being fully opened is probably the scariest thing on the planet. Why is that so? Because if that's the thing we need to do, yeah. And it's the thing we are least able or even know how to do. Aren't we, like, caught in this crazy cycle? Uh, yeah, it, it's a crazy <laughs> cycle. And, 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 and I'll say two things about that. One is that if you – one is because we're scared to death of being vulnerable, because we're scared to death of being hurt, because we have been hurt before. And if you look up the definition of vulnerability on dictionary, in dictionary.com, the actual definition is to prepare to be attacked as if by a weapon. Wow. Yeah. Now – None of us want that, although I think probably most of us have either done that to somebody else, attacked, you know, our partner, for sure. I've done it. Um, no, I don't say anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have 
Whether you can say anything here, my buddy in crime for these events. <laughs> no, or we've been the recipient of that. You know, I was in a verbally and an emotionally abusive relationship for 14 mm-hmm. years um, with my, you know, with the person I was not not Noah, but the, where where I was at before. And, yeah. and the truth was that the reason why, and so, vul- so two things: vulnerability is really the my definition is the willingness to stand naked and be seen in your soul. And I don't mean naked, like in your body naked, although that's fine if that's your thing. But I'm talking about will you really let someone see you? Mm-hmm. And I think in relationship, that's what we want more than anything. But we've been taught in our society that, that that's weak. You know, how many people, how many, you know, so would you ever run around at work saying, I really want my partner to see me. I really want my partner to see me. People would be like, you're kind of flaky and you're kind of weak. <laughs> But the truth is, we all want that. And I think it's crazy that we live in a world in which love and vulnerability is weak. I, 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 Noah, from, I, I want to get that. Let's, Noah, from your point of view, you represent the guys out there. What do you think of that? Well, I think there's a lot of truth in, 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 in what Christine says. And I mm-hmm. think the piece that's a little different for men sometimes is that emotions aren't celebrated. As, as men, love is not a celebrated thing in our culture. We're not taught, wow, look at how wonderfully that man loves that woman. That's not what we aspire to. You know, from when I was a kid, we'd watch Dirty Harry. It would be, how big is his gun? Like, you know, that's, that's literally what we aspire to at some level. And sort of, it wasn't, wow, look how well, as a you know, human being, this person loves that person. So there's this really strong cultural training for men to be distant and separate. And, yeah, there's a lot of things that are helping us change that, but, you know, we're fighting a lot of tradition to change that for ourselves. So I think that's one of the things for men that's it's like, oh, this person can be a partner to me. That can be what's here. It doesn't have to be all about me. I don't have to be the Marlboro man on the horse going out to rope the cattle. We can build something beautiful at home. You know, I actually see Christine on the horse. <laughs> very perceptive. Very perceptive. Well, it's an interesting thing about a lot of people's relationship is that, you know, I would say that I have learned more about being gentle and being open and being loving from Noah. I, I call Noah walking love because when he met me, my, I was like, my guard was up and I was very masculine. Like, I was get it done, do it, and take control and move it on. And I'm not crying and don't, I'm going to my cave. Like, if you read that book, Venus Mars, I'm from the wrong planet, <laughs> from the wrong planet. And it would be Noah who would be like, you know, let's talk. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, pro- I'm protecting myself. And, you know, Noah is a guy's guy. He, you know, watches football. He's six foot four, 225 pounds. Like, he's a guy's guy. But what's great about us in a relationship, and I think what's possible for anyone, is that it just goes back to that, that open-heartedness. And it's not about being weak or wimpy or whatever. Right. It's just about being honest and human and loving. And there's nothing weak about that. So uh, what's the secret? I want to hear from you, from both of you, Noah. What's your secret? I mean, you've been, what, happy in love for more than 10 years? Um, you know, uh, right? Uh, and and what, what were you talking about? You were the six-month man, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I guess... The, a couple things that really uh, I want to share on that, and sure. one that I, he just was just coming to me now, and I just uh-huh. have to say it is, is that 
you know, in, in my previous life of being a consultant, I had to wear a certain face in that world, which was all about being tough and mean. But that, but it, you have to have these different energies you bring to different relationships. So, like, when I'm negotiating something, that's a different energy that I'm creating a partnership. And I think that's one thing that I think we forget is we get stuck in one gear, and we're going to just work that and work it and work it. So it's the ability to be in different uh personalities, different different egos, essentially, in different situations, be able to use the right tool for the right situation. Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me of the, one of the greatest things that Noah came up with was our was the love treaty. I mean, that has been a huge saving grace for our relationship, wouldn't you say? Uh, I, yeah, because there was a point where we fought quite a lot, and they would be really kind of hard fights, and, and it became, we took... I can be mean sometimes. <laughs> And we took a moment to sort of design, okay, when we have a disagreement, these are the things that are in and these are the things that are out. Because yeah. if you have that sort of foundation, you can get a lot of lot of things accomplished. You can figure out what is it about money we need to really talk about. What's our really deepest fear in this place rather than you spent X, Y, Z on this. And Dr. Pat, he made me, we, we didn't make me, but we signed it and everything. Like, we literally wrote up a contract, said, this is what, when we fight, these are the rules of fighting. This is this is allowed and this is not allowed. Okay, so can we, you give me, can you just give us, like, I, okay, I got to just, okay, can you give me, like, an example of allowed and, and not allowed? Just just real quick, just one. Yes. So people so, know. So not allowed is, and this was, I was, I always used to do this, was no um, hypotheticals. You're not allowed to create hypothetical situations. In, in a fight. Well, like making up situations that aren't even real. Oh, oh, oh. fight about, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, it would be like if I said to Noah, so if you and if my, if you and your mother and I were hanging from a cliff, <laughs> which one of us, you know, would you choose? Oh, that commercial, or, right. Or if we got divorced, would you get married again? Or if we, if I died, would you get married again? Like, no good comes from that conversation. Wow, great! That's a good one. That's a good one, Noah. What's one for? What? Which one would you like to throw in the pot here? Well, you know, it really comes down to the same rules you were given in third grade. All right. We're literally on the playground, you can't swear at your partner. You can't call them names. You can't. You can't go below the belt. You always have to be in above the belt. Mm. Be in reasonable. Use reasonable language. Don't be mean for mean's sake. I'd have to say, in the ten years that we've known each other, and this would be one of the things that um, would go in the the allowed, and even it surpasses the love treaty. Is we have a, a love, we have a mantra for uh-huh. our marriage, and that mantra is respect. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that that one word, which was actually given to us by one of our spiritual teachers right after we got married, has been the guiding stone for our marriage. And I know it's very different than other relationships that I've had. And so there would be these moments when, Patrick, I'll be, I'll be mad because I get mad. I do. I get mad. I do. It's how fear gets in. I get mad. And, and I know the difference between hitting below the belt and above the belt and, mm-hmm. and what that line is very well. And because that mantra is in place of respect, I I stay above the line. I mean, I may, you know, drop the F-bomb occasionally <laughs> just because I'm mad. But there's no name-calling, you know. Noah's never called me a name, not ever, not once. Because I'll tell you, that hurts, right? And, you know, let's talk, you know, I mean, this is so beautiful. Who came up with the treaty? 
Well, we did. We, 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 Together. we took it. What we did, we took, well, we, we basically were inspired from the nonviolent communication uh, uh, movement. Uh, and so that inspired us to take what they created with countries and with people and take right. that and then put it to use in our relationship. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And yeah. the favorite thing I have in there is the three-month rule. You can't bring history from six years ago into this argument. You can only talk about things that happened in the last three months. Yeah, huge. That one's huge. It's so big. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I wanted to make sure that we covered here in, in closing, well, first of all, I want to thank both of you for joining me here, taking time out of your very hectic schedule to, to you know, to, to share your insight. Mm, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's, that's what we're here for. Love, talk, share. Absolutely. We didn't know these things. I mean, I was totally emotionally, you know, challenged, disabled, like not really prepared <laughs> to have a relationship like this. And so it's one of the reasons why Noah and I go out and we just share what we've learned that works because most of us are emotionally disabled and challenged. And um, we need to learn some very basic, simple things. And if we just put them into practice, mm-hmm. fear would just be like have no chance over us in our relationships. And we would be so much happier yes. in that relationship. Oh, my gosh. I want everyone to know all about you. So would you let folks know how they can find out more about you and send them to a website? Absolutely. So best place to go to find out about Noah and I is www.mebeforewe.com. That's the best place to um, that's the best place to start. You have, like, a super funny video there, too, right? We do. We did, we did a, a video called uh, Fight Fun, Fight Fair. And they could get that as well uh, from your website. Is there a link? You can on get it? that off of um, yeah. You can get that off of YouTube. So if you type in "fight fun, fight fair," that'll come up on YouTube. Well, and I want to thank you both for joining me here today. And before we wrap up, I'd love to know what uh, from each of you your personal messages for our listeners today. Mm. Go ahead, Noah. Well, you know, I'm so inspired by this event and the love that's there, and I, I just really want all the love that's possible. We each have someone in our lives that we love. And if we can take a moment to say to that person that I love you and I respect you and I want you in my life, I just think that is a piece of what opens it up to to the world, is you start by loving the people closest to you and that allows the rest to open up. Mm. I am on a, um, a lifelong mission to open up my heart to fully let myself be loved. I know that's why I teach love because I'm fully on that mission. I know that's why I've married walking love. And one thing that I recently picked up this summer when we did the fear cleanse that I'd love to share with people is that in those moments when you get afraid, you know, that you get afraid and you, and you can't find that place of choosing love, there's a very easy mantra that you can say, and it goes like this. I choose to have faith in love. I choose to have faith in love. And like a Kit Kat, just take it out of your back pocket, pop it in your mouth, close your eyes or keep them open and just say to yourself, I choose to have faith in love and say it over and over and over again until you can shift that vibration inside of your body. And it works. I promise you, try it. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it works. I, I love it. And I, I love the way you that you phrase that. You see, because what you're saying is I choose to have faith in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I choose to have faith in love. And, you know, that's what so many of the masters that have walked this earth have been all about. Thank you both for joining joining us here today. Uh, you are truly a blessing, and your work is transformative. Thank you both. Thank you, Dr. Pat, and thanks, everyone, for listening. 
absolutely. We're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, we'll be talking about the power, the power to heal yourself with Master Shaw. This is Karen Hager from FogCityPsychic.com. The events of September 11, 2001 affected everyone around the world in some way. For some, it was very personal, losing loved ones, friends, colleagues. Even if we were not personally touched, we were changed. Our lives and our viewpoints were abruptly altered. Coming to terms with the past is critical to mindfully embracing the present. Fear tells us to hold on tighter, ferociously guard what little we have in case someone tries to take it away. Fear brings all the light and air and possibility in the world down to a dark, desperate, pinpoint focus. Love invites us to relax our death grip, give freely from what we have so there is space to be filled with more good things. Love lifts our head from that desperate, narrow focus and opens our senses so we can breathe the air, see the light. Today and in the days to come, I'm with Michelle in Seattle. Love is laughing wildly while playing Pictionary with your kids. Love is the sweet, succulent burst of summer's first strawberry. Love is allowing the sun's rays to caress every area of your body, seeping in the warmth of God deep into your soul. Love is smiling for no good reason, which inspires a return smile from another. And when I remember to love, all of the little love moments are what make up my life. And then I love my life with a big L. Michelle with one L at the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, this is Dee Wallace. And I know that the best way for us to create peace and love in this world is to be peace and love within ourselves. So I invite all of you, love yourself, love yourself, and love yourself more. See the world as the peaceful place that we are all knowing that it is. Join me at IamDWallace.com for more inspiration. Thanks.